Raheem, welcome to Always Real Talk. How you doing, Kwame? Thank you for having me on the show. Hey, man, thank you for taking time uh, to come on the show. I want to jump right into it. Um, You are, you know, from Washington, D.C. You graduated, I think, from the School Without Walls here um, as a D.C. public school graduate and a native Washingtonian. You know, we hear so much of everyone else that's coming from all over the world, all over the country, that's been protesting everywhere. I want to talk to to one of us, right? As a native Washingtonian, a graduate of D.C. public school myself, I know, you know, you're my son. He, he, he speaks very highly of you. Um, tell me about your experience as a, as a local involved in the movement. Well, my experiences here in D.C. have been... Uh... It's been both good and bad because I've had great experiences through networking and meeting people. So um, in D.C., we have a really strong uh, network of people fighting for the same cause. So uh, being in Washington, D.C. is great because uh, we're pretty progressive. So most people out here are supportive of the movement. But in terms of um, being met with police tension and aggravation, uh, that's been the bad part. And that's been a that's been a, a cause way before protests, and we've been uh, highly policed in our communities for doing pretty much nothing. So, um, being from DC, it's important that I speak out and I say something about it. And it's not even just um, MPD that's causing harm in our communities. It's uh, it's housing authority, it's transit, it's a whole rack of different police forces in DC, and they're all a part of the same problem. Right, and. Now you, now you are, how, how old are you, Raheem? I'm 20 years old. Okay, and w- when did you first start getting involved in this movement? So, well, pretty much, um, I've always been outspoken on um, issues that concern power, both like in my household, my schools, my job, anywhere. And that's been since I was a child. So I've always been uh, pretty, pretty voiced when it comes to um, speaking up um, for change. And when it comes to this movement in particular, uh, I got involved on, I think it was May 28th when I did the first protest, uh, when it was only 15 people out there. And the reason I got so heavily involved is because um, Fox 5 um, did an interview with me. So because of that, I took that as a sign that, wow, um, it's only 15 people out here, but we had such an impact that Fox 5 wants to talk to me. So I took that as a sign and I said, okay, I got to keep going. So I kept going and now I'm here. So that's how I got involved in them. And and let's back that up. I mean, when this protest first started, and I want to be clear, the protest was down on 16th Street. Is that correct? Uh, The first protest? Yes. Uh, Yeah, the the first protest took place, um, it was on May 28th, and it was at Freedom Plaza. And we marched from Freedom Plaza all up all up around the city up to U Street and we walked back down to Freedom Plaza. And then it was a second day of protest that happened at the the White House. That was the second big protest. There was about fifteen hundred people out there. Right. And the first one was fifteen people, then you had fifteen hundred people. So you've been at this from the beginning. And you've been one of the local voices that's been down there, uh uh really in this movement. I remember my son mentioned to me early on, he was like, Yeah, my man He's the one that's down there right now leading. So he's always, you know, talking to his friends about, you know, who's going down there and so forth and so on. I, I want to get a sense of, you know, what are the top three things that 
you and, and the folks are calling for right now? Okay, so right now, we're calling for a defunding of the police by at least $30 million. So there was a budget increase of, I believe, like $18 million, and they decided to cut $15 million, um, from that increase. So it was still like a $2 million um, increase for MPD. But we want that cut by at least $30 million. Two, we want that money that's cut from the police to be reallocated to services like homelessness, um, mental health, jobs, and things like that. And three, we want to end um, qualified immunity for police officers. And I, I want to walk through that. First, uh, because w when I hear defund the police and when others hear defund the police, it makes it say that, so, well, well, let me say this. Some people say when you say defund the police and the protesters saying defund the police, you just want to get rid of the Metropolitan uh, Police Department and get rid of all police in, in general. That's not what you're saying. Is that correct? Not right now. Not not today. That that won't that won't work today because we're, we're we currently live in a, an environment where it's necessary. So we can't just overnight wake up and there's no more police. So so if if we do want to take it to the point where there's no more police, it'll be a process. And the the start of that process is the defunding process. Right. Well well when you say cuz you and I talked uh before mm -hmm. a couple days ago and when we talked about defunding the police you were saying the first thing is to reallocate the resources into areas that actually could be more effective and more efficient, right? And that was your, that's your Correct. point of saying there was an increase in the police department budget. You thinking that you guys think that increase should be reallocated in better areas uh, that could be more effective and efficient, which keeps the police intact, but help them do their, help, help them in better ways by making that money efficient in other areas. Is that, is that, was that your point? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then your point number two, uh, uh, that was your point number one and your point number two. Is that correct? But I, so, yeah, I guess that was the same. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just trying to, yeah. what I'm trying to do is keep it, because see, people try to cloud it, right, and say, oh, these people want it. Because, you know, I, I, I talked to you, and I was like, look, I'm not trying to get rid of all the police. When I dial 911 and someone's breaking, I want someone to come, right? If somebody's, you know, carjacking, uh, you know, my daughter, my wife or something and some I need the police to come. Somebody's in my yard, I need the police to come. And I think you feel the same way. Grandma needs to she pulls up the, picks up the phone and calls the police, someone should come, right? So we don't want to be where people aren't safe. I hope she calls me before she calls the police though. Yeah, true. Somebody she breaking might into have, her house. Right? I hope she called me. Right. <laughs> How about now look, now I'm a this is real talk, right? I call you, I might not get you. <laughs> Grandma ain't going to text. She might not be able to text you, but Grandma knows 911. Everyone knows 911. They can hit that mm -hmm. with no problems at all. And I'm pretty sure that you would want to make sure that your, your, you know, your, your, your parents and your grandparents and your aunties, that they're safe, right? That's, that's the first thing is that they're safe. And we need to have some police department that make them safe. Now, we want them to be effective. We want them to be efficient. We want them to be respectful. We want them to follow the law, and we don't want them to kill us, right? But we do think that there's a need for the police at this time. Is that what you're saying, or is that what you're not saying? I mean, no, nah, like not not completely, not a hundred percent what you're saying, but but most of it, like you got it pretty much right. The only thing that I would say, I personally don't think that Raheem needs the police. I don't need the police. 
I mean, if you need the police and if other people need the police, that's good for them. But Raheem, I, I personally um, do not want to ever have to call the police. And if I do, I don't know. If, I don't know what I'd be calling the police about. But there is other people in our in our um, in our society, like women um, who are at risk more than me. So they 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 may need police in, in times where I would never have to call the police. So it's a different life that we live in. And, in but you would that. want, but you, you but are me as a young man, but, but me as a young black man, I would not call the police. And I, I understand that. But I also think, I, I think I hear you say that there are people that do need the police. You might not need them for what they need them for. And you, and, and I know I've talked to a lot of people who say defund the police and we're getting it a little bit confused because some people are just labeling you and others oh, went out. as as someone who wants to get rid of have no police department ever and there are some people that agree with some of the stuff you're saying but they don't agree with getting rid of the police mm -hmm. entirely right now no we should we, we can't get rid of the police entirely right now it, it won't work it won't work because we're already conditioned to having police so we can't just wake up and there's no police tomorrow that that won't work it won't work like that at all. So you're saying over a period of time, if you reallocate the resources correctly and other things are changed in society, there could be a time where the police is not needed because there'll be things that yes, take yes, care yes. of other issues, right? Exactly. And that's, okay. the, yes, and that's the most optimistic view of it. And I think that's clear. I think because that you know could make sense to a lot of people. But what happens is you have some a group of people who are just labeling you and others as they just want to get rid of all the police right now and there'll be no police on the streets. And that's not what you're saying. You're saying, hey, if there are other things that's put in place over a period of time, there may be a need where we don't need the police and that's when we can get rid of them. But not tomorrow. You're not saying get rid of all the police tomorrow off the street. No, it won't work like that. I mean, I mean, like it'd be great if that happened, but but society will need time to adjust to that. Right. So there we go. I want people to know that you're a realist, right? You you have you're aggressive. You have a plan. Oh, yeah. You have a real plan, but but you're you know someone is not saying let's get rid of police tomorrow. So I want to move on to um, there are a couple other things because I know you have the defund uh, MPD uh, uh, mask on. Thank you for wearing your mask and supporting keeping the mask on. I'm inside, so I don't have a mask on. But I want to go right into, you and I had several conversations about this is a broader than just MPD. We have the uh, transit authority that is out of control, right? In terms of how yes. you've been, uh, you know, you're 20, so you, you've been in, in public schools yourself, and they are just terrible to the school kids that arrive yeah. in Metro. They just treat yeah. them with the utmost disrespect and people ignore it because yeah. sometimes they think kids can be kids. But do you have any experiences with the Metro, the, uh, the transit police that is just, that you want to share with us? Yeah, I've had a few experiences with transit. Like um, it's been many times where, uh, where I was in school and my Metro car, the DC one car didn't work. So um, I had to walk through the gate and I would try to talk to the people and the station manager let me go through the gate. But uh, the transit officers wouldn't wouldn't even be uh, knowing that the uh, station manager let me go through the gate and they assume that I'm just running through the gate. But I've already got permission to walk through the gate from the station manager. And because I'm a young black kid going through the gate or a young school kid with a book bag, you automatically assume that I'm up to no good. So you start harassing me when I've already gotten um, 
permission to walk through this uh, exit. So that's right. been a time that and, that and that has happened many times. That has happened many times. And I've been I've I've been like written up. I've gotten a fifty dollar little um, ticket thing from transit before. Yeah. Transit transit is very disrespectful. And they target black and brown kids in DC. And they target the poor kids. They target poor kids. They target everybody who's pretty much not not white rich people. Now how do they how do they determine that you are a you know that that you that you are not a rich kid? I mean because some of these kids are walking around, they got on the latest everything. I mean, you wouldn't know that just by looking at them that they could, you know, maybe in, uh, live in public housing. It's energy. It's energy. Like, it's it's a it's a completely different vibe where you come from. You can you can wear the most the nicest clothes in the world, but it's energy, uh, and especially in this city. Like everybody in this city, Washington D.C., you know who you who you address, and nine times out of ten, you can hear in the tone of their voice, or you can look at by the way they walk you know a lot about them based off that. Right. And so you are calling for the end immunity for police officers. Is that correct? Yes. And does that include, because one of the things I always have an issue is everyone wants to get rid of immunity for the police officers, MPD and others, but when it comes to the Metropolitan Transit Authority, those police officers, they have the ultimate immunity, right? You You can't do anything to them because of the compact that's made up of Maryland, D.C., and Virginia has basically mm. said that you can't touch them. That means they can do anything they want to you. They can abuse you. They can beat you. They can lock you up. They can basically kill you and nothing could happen to you. I mean, you are also including them in that round of people that should get get immunity taken away. Of course. Okay. Of course. Like, right now, we're focused on MPD because that's the bigger on police force and that's like all over the city but no one there's no police force that's safe from our protest there's no police force safe from our protest none okay so you you said no one is safe from the protest no we and that and that goes for politicians too okay now that we need to hold our politicians accountable okay well let's let's go there right you're in D.C., you're a native Washingtonian, you now are saying that, hey, we want to hold everyone accountable, just responsible for making us safe, for protecting our, our interests and protecting our people. Um, have you, yeah. are you, are you and your group, are you guys involved in any politics that are local? Are you guys going to get involved in the 2020 election right here in Washington, D.C.? We are currently discussing that. So as we speak, as people texting me in the group chat, trying to get that sorted out of, of if we want to support any political candidates or th- things like that. Okay. Well, so we're going to have a lot that. of them, of course, on our show, and we'll love to get questions that you guys want to ask them and get you maybe in the studio with us asking some of these candidates these questions that's important to you and, and your group. Now, as it relates to the 2020 election, presidential election, are you guys getting involved in that from helping get out the vote or supporting any particular candidates or at least talking about the issues that are important, holding candidates that are, that are uh, talking about these issues? What are you guys doing nationally uh, to try to make a difference uh, to help your cause? 
So we haven't really expanded nationally yet. Right now we're focusing on Washington, D.C., but for me personally, when it comes to the to nationwide things like presidential elections, I would just always say, um, well, in 2016, uh, Hillary Clinton, she won popular. She won the popular vote, but she still lost the election. So um, when I when I speak to people nationwide, I want them to understand that we're playing in a much bigger system and a, a much bigger ballgame than we even realize it because you can vote for whoever. But the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, either way, like there it's still nothing is nothing is really changing for real. So it's time for us to unionize as a people outside of the government and just unionize as a people, as citizens and start working together and take back our government because the currently the people in office, they don't really represent what we stand for. So we got Trump and Biden running for president and Biden has said he's not going to defund the police. And we know, of course, Donald Trump won't. So who do we so we have two options who are not going to give us what we want. So who are we, who are we supposed to support? And then there's people who go out there and say, well, um, if you don't vote, that's a vote for Trump. And it's like, we, you can't say that because that's not true. And, and, I, and you, I, can't, I can't force people to vote for Joe Biden just because we want to get Trump out of office. Because if they don't support everything that Joe Biden stands for, why should they vote for him? Well, let me ask you a question. You, you, now, you, you do believe in voting, though, is that correct? Yeah, of course I believe in voting. And I, and, and, but, but what? And you support and you guys are encouraging people to vote. Is that correct? Yeah, you should vote. If you feel fit, you should vote. I encourage you to vote if you feel fit. I don't I don't encourage you to vote if you don't if you don't see a candidate that you want to support. I don't support them then. So I got another question for you because this is always real talk. So you is is your suggestion for people Let's just say hypothetically, and this is hypothetically, so don't people don't call me, don't email me, don't tweet me, don't do all this stuff. Hypothetically, if I didn't see a candidate, neither candidate that I liked, uh, you would be fine with me just not voting for president and just moving on down to the next, you know, column and, and voting for uh, uh, Congressman Norton. Yeah, that has nothing to do with me. That's your yeah. business. Like I feel like we we, we have the right to vote. We, we, you know what I'm saying? So we're not forced to do it. We have the right to vote. And we have the right not to if we don't want to vote. Right, but there's a lot of people who fought very hard for the right to vote. Um, so you should make a choice whether you, you know, don't like, you know, either candidate, but you like one more than the other. You, you have to check the box, right? Um, you have to check a box. You, you can't skip a box. Now, you can. It's your right to skip a box. It's your right not to vote. That's not what I support. I think that everyone should vote. Now, I know that you're saying and others may be saying that, hey, we just don't have a candidate we believe in. We don't believe in either one of them, but we, we definitely already know that one is not going to do what we want them to do, and the other we believe probably not going to do it either. Mm-hmm. But I want to encourage you, because as a, you know, from a brother to another brother, at least go in there and vote. Like, don't not vote. So if you're out there, I'm always saying vote. Go in that booth, go in that booth, and vote for someone. Mm-hmm. I I didn't expect you guys to agree agree with me, but I gotta put it out there. Nah. Well, yeah, that's great, but like we can vote all day long, but it's really up to people, and that means black people, white people, uh, Latino people, whoever, um, anybody in this country, anybody in this world. It's up to us 
to look inside of ourselves. That goes for both um, uh, government workers, non-government workers. It's up to us to look inside ourselves and start changing how we go about our day-to-day lives. Because in, in order for us to affect change in this country, we need to first affect change in our own lives. So we can't expect our country to move forward or develop in a direction that's positive if we're personally still going in um, the opposite direction. Because we can, we can, we're gonna keep having elections every four years. It's gonna be an election, but everything is gonna stay the same. Because if the hearts and the minds of the people is the same, why would the country change? It won't. Well, let me so say it's, this. So it's it's much bigger than voting. It's much bigger than politics. It's it's mental. It's emotional. It's spiritual. It's it's much bigger than politics. Like when I protest. I'm not just protesting for politics. I'm protesting for people to understand that they have power. They have a voice. They have reason to be here. We were all born for a reason. We're all here to to, to make a change or do whatever. Just, you know, just don't be here doing doing absolutely nothing or, or being a part of a, a larger problem. Hey, absolutely. Let me just say that how, how proud I am of you guys are just and you of leading this charge and just the next generation taking a hold and moving this conversation forward. I like the fact that you're free of thought. I like the fact that it's bigger than politics. I like the fact that you're moving into, hey, we're gonna figure, we're gonna do what's right. We're gonna do what's right for the average person that's out there just trying to make it happen, trying to feed their family. We think it should be fair. We think it should be equitable. I applaud you. I applaud you for being out there from day one when a lot of people were, you know, laughing at the first 15 people that are out there protesting, and next thing you know, there's 1,500 people. Next thing you know, there's hundreds of thousands of millions of worldwide mm-hmm. of people uh, doing what they do. So I, I want to say hats off to you. And I know that, you know, we may not agree on everything, and I think it's just, a, you know, maybe a generational thing, but I think your heart is in the right place, right? There's some people I don't agree yes. with, and their heart is not in the right place, right? So I know that they're mm-hmm. just going to be bad. Right, even I, even though I disagree with them, uh, but with you, I think we're pretty much there. I think over time, I, I, was, I was listening to you and we were talking, and because I was like, why would you want to defund the police? Like we need some police. Mm-hmm. Like, it just wasn't realistic to me. And then when I spoke to you and you said, hey, I know it's not realistic, but I think that we need to move in a direction where we're trying to fix society. And if we fix society, then we're not going to need to keep, keep spending more and more and more money on the police department, when we fix the ills of society, then we'll be less dependent, less dependent on the police department. And that's very optimistic. And that's, exactly. that's what we need, that type of thought process saying that, yes, we can get there. Some people gave up, and they don't think that we can get there, and that's why we have more and more police officers, right? Because they say we need it for crime, we need it for all this other stuff, but we're not tackling the roots of why we need the police. And that's what you you guys are out exactly. there protesting about and I wanted to make sure you had a chance to put that on the record because I'm tired of people saying, oh, those young folks, they don't know what they're talking about. They want, all they want to do is defund the police. They don't, even, they don't take time to talk to you, to understand what you guys are really trying to, to get accomplished and how we can help get that message out. Now, how mm-hmm. can people get involved? If they want to get involved, they're watching the program and they would be like, you know what? I'm trying to find out more. I know. How can they get involved? I know we can get you at at H E C T uh H E C T I C H E E M. It's on the screen. Y'all see it right there. It's on the screen. Yes. You can get in yes. contact with him there. A hectic How else can they get in contact with folks in the movement? Or you can yeah. or you can get in contact. Uh, you can follow uh, Occupy DC two oh two on both Instagram and Twitter. Occupy DC two oh two. Um that's the organization that I'm a part of. 
So, and that's what we do all the protests. We post everything about the protests. We have a link in our bio with all our donation links. Uh, but if you're at home, you can get involved. If you, if you can't come out here, you can just donate or you can, um, pretty much get supplies because uh we we get tear gas and pepper spray so we wear goggles we wear gloves we wear long sleeve shirts and we uh need medical supplies and things like that and uh, lots lots of water because it's pretty hot out here um but that's the way to get involved and another way to get involved is to just like it, it's not just about protesting like i said earlier like you can make a change in your household you can make a change by having simple conversations every day when you see an opportunity to to make a change do it make a change like if, if you see something that's wrong no matter if it's about the police like we we need to move move past um holding um everyone else accountable and start holding ourselves accountable for the lives that we're living so when you see something that's wrong speak up try to stop it uh but don't put yourself in harm's way but Try to make a change in your in your community. That's the best way to get involved because uh, those small changes that we make in our communities end up changing the entire world. Well, there, hey, there you have it. We have Akeem, uh, Washington D.C., part of the Occupy D.C. Once again, at Occupy D.C. That's if you want to get involved and you want to be able to donate, whether it's water, whether it's goggles, whether it's whatever they need. All you have to do, check it out. The link will be on the screen for you to see. Check them out. Get involved. As you would say, uh, Raheem, do something, right? Yes, do something. All right, Raheem, thank you very much, man, for being in, being in the studio. Thank you for all you do. We're going to get you back in a little while to tell us what you think, how things are going. And, uh, hey, once again, it's always real talk. You know. All right. Thank you, Kwame. Thank you. Hey. I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you so much.